There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. everyone and welcome to a very merry iconic podcast i'm danny pellegrino i'm jenna brister hey jenna hey danny how was your thanksgiving we haven't talked about this but how was your thanksgiving i saw you but tell the oh, listeners yeah. how the rest of your that's day right was. it was great after i saw you um i went to the rainbow on sunset boulevard for rock and roll thanksgiving and how was it it was really good actually was it, it rock like a, and rolly it was rock and rolly okay. yeah it was like all the like just glam rockers of yesteryear ambling in eating turkey but the best item I had was the sweet potatoes, which I think were maybe marinated in maple syrup. Oh, oh interesting. Like it a was sweet, so, I guess, yeah, yeah, sweetness or something. Totally. My Aunt Diane always used to put the marshmallows on the sweet potatoes. She still does, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I, I've never been a big sweet potato fan. Me neither. Yeah. yeah, until the rock and roll Thanksgiving at the Rainbow. Yeah. How was yours? It was good. My parents were here. You were you were over earlier. Yes. Got to see my parents. They love you. I love them. And it was a nice, uh, quiet Thanksgiving. We ate a lot of food, nice. and then they headed off to Vegas. They had like a lot of travel troubles, so mm. they had gotten to an Uber after they left here, <laughs> but they didn't book the Uber. They were going in between airport terminals and the, oh, no. got picked up by a nice Uber on the way to the <laughs> airport or whatever, the right terminal. And then my mom left her bag in the Uber. And then, of course, so they spent the whole weekend trying to call Uber and asking me to help because they don't know how to do that stuff. And so we were trying to track down my mom's bag, but you oh. couldn't track it down because they didn't book the Uber. Some man just picked him up on the side of the road. Oh, like a gypsy cab. Like they took it, a, this is like the out-of-towners. It was modern crazy. day. And my mom honestly thought, like, we'll get it back. They have to tell us. And I was like, Mom, they shouldn't tell you. And then I also oh, said, no. if you left it in the backseat of the car, this nice gentleman who picked you up, he probably drove around the whole day or week, month without even knowing whose bag that was. And other people got into the Uber and probably thought, oh, somebody left the oh bag here. Gosh. Or this is the Uber driver's bag or something. So, oh, no. And there was not a single, there wasn't like no. a, a card in there that said the name or anything because it no. was just a, a carry-on like light thing, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, oh. luckily there wasn't anything super, super uh, sentimental. or sentimental. Yeah, like the heart of the ocean or like, yeah, whatever she... <laughs> but a good tip for our listeners, if you're traveling this holiday season, make sure you... St- 
slip in something in your bag that says the name, your email, a mm-hmm. phone number, just something mm-hmm. so that if people do find it, they can get in touch with you. Absolutely. Let's bring back the luggage tag. I know, I'm, I'm actually, I've always had it with me. Oh, I'm, me too. I'm a big luggage tag person. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And I like to have the email on there in case some people aren't comfortable giving a call or and, and not just an address. It's like, mm-hmm. let's give an Instagram account, let them DM. Let them <laughs> DM me. Morse code. We got a carrier pigeon. However they need to get in touch with me, get in touch with me. Exactly. We're going to put it in the bag. Uh, Jenna, we are covering Muppet Christmas Carol. Ah, humbug. He was the greediest man alive. It's Ebenezer Scrooge. Until the night he met someone extraordinary. Hello. The Muppet Christmas Carol. I'll drink to Mr. Scrooge, even though he is odious and stingy and badly dressed. Humbug. It's safe for us to be up here. Yes, Mr. Cratchit. If you please, Mr. Scrooge. The bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel full of coal for the fire. How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly unemployed? This is my island It's Charles Dickens' classic tale. As only the Muppets can tell it. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. Filled with holiday warmth. Hey, 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 like the lamb, not the rat, like the lamb, not the rat. And Christmas spirit. Jacob Molly. Scary stuff. Should we be worried about the kids in the audience? No, it's all right. This is culture. This is the movie to see, to share, to cherish with someone you love. Thank you for making me a part of this. Walt Disney Pictures presents, from Jim Henson Productions, The Muppet Christmas Carol. God bless us, everyone. Whatever. It's a movie that's on Disney Plus. You can watch it. And I got a lot of facts for you. I actually did some research because I know you normally come in here with a lot of facts. (laughs) I come in here. (laughs) First, I want to say that if you haven't seen Muppet Christmas Carol in a while, there is an extended version on Disney Plus that they just released on Disney Plus. Yes. With this very sentimental, sad song that originally aired in the theatrical cut and Mm -hmm. then was cut when it went to home video because they thought it was a little too maudlin and sad. But then uh, people have been clamoring for it for years, and they didn't think they'd be able to put it back into the movie because the original print didn't exist of this song that was cut. Am I making sense? Yeah, that's wild. They finally got in touch with the original print or found it in the Disney archives, put it onto Disney+, and now as of, I think it was out December 9th, you can watch the extended edition. Although, if you are interested in watching that extended edition, you have to click on the Extras tab. And then it'll say Muppet Christmas Carol Extended Edition. Extended bonus cut. Bonus cut. Deleted scenes. (laughs) Even though it's actually the original cut. Yeah. But they're calling it the extended, and it's not like the main one on the homepage. That's so funny that someone in the Disney, you know, archives, like, this is too sad. Yeah. Um, I have a confession. I had never seen this movie before. What? A couple days ago in preparation for this. I, I, it's embarrassing. Yeah. I turned it on. I was like, I cannot Where believe. are you in the Muppets uh, world? Are you, I'm talking about from birth. From Were you into the Muppets? Were Muppet you- Babies. Okay. Yeah. I was in the Muppet Babies. Um, I was always really into Animal and Gonzo. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. I was big fans. Yeah. Um, but 
Did as you watch as, any of like the movie canons early on? Like the ma- great Take Manhattan. Muppet- Take Manhattan, classic. Yes. Yeah, Muppet classic. Caper. Muppet, Muppet Caper. I've seen Caper. Okay. How about like in the Christmas world? Have you ever seen Muppet Family Christmas? Nope. That's my favorite. Oh, I need to watch that next. It's okay. my favorite. But okay. that one uh, was like a made-for-TV special, mm-hmm. and it was always just the one where that's where my heart always lied. The, okay. You know, so I know people love Muppet Christmas Carol, but my personal favorite is a Muppet Family Christmas. What's the premise of that one? So everybody goes to Fozzie's house. Okay. Uh, I want it's actually to... Fozzie's mom's house. They go to visit <laughs> Fozzie's mom, who's trying to go on a tropical vacation. And then the whole gang shows up. The gang? The whole gang shows up. And she ends up having to cancel her tropical vacation to let everyone stay at her house. And she has to find rooms for everyone because there's so many fucking Muppets that show up. Yeah. Not only that, but it's also the Sesame Street gang shows up. Uh, Miss Piggy is trying to come in from the city, but she gets snuck, stuck in a snowstorm. So she comes late. Fraggle Rock people are there. Muppets oh, yeah. Are there. The they show up game. in this one, too. Okay, we need to cover this one next wait, season. Wait, I know there's there's a lot. I know I'm interrupting. I'm no, no, no. I, no, this is good. Um, there's also the, because you mentioned the Muppet Babies, Muppet Family Christmas is actually the first appearance ever of the Muppet Babies, but they were in puppet form oh. in this Christmas special. And they were so popular that they ended up uh, doing Muppet Babies, the TV show, the cartoon version. They got a spinoff. So it was like a whole thing. And I think it was the last time uh, the Sesame Street and the Muppets. I feel like I'm just giving facts for this episode. We That's need, okay. I need to give some commentary here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so. I love <laughs> But I think it was the last time that Sesame Street and Muppets were in the same production or something. I could be getting Oh, that. were they like collaborated? Yeah, because I will. guess there were some okay. rights issues after that. And, oh. that, and now... The Muppet characters are owned by Disney, but Sesame Street's owned by PBS or something. Mm. I don't know. Okay. But so Muppet, then there's also a couple other like Muppet Christmas specials that came later. I love this one called A Very Merry Muppet Christmas that aired on NBC. It's a good one. And that was, I think, around when I was in high school or middle school, that came out. Okay. And then there's another bad one that I don't like. Um, Okay. (laughs) Letters from Santa, it's called, or something. Okay. But- People love Muppet Christmas Carol. Like the people who love it are obsessed with it. Yeah. Obsessed with it. And rewatching it, because I did rewatch it this week for Mm -hmm. this show. Rewatching it, it is so well made, I think. Yes. And also, it looks rich. It looks like money was put into it. Unlike Hocus Pocus 2. Remember, that was a big. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there was no money in that. Mm -hmm. And then this one looks like, yeah, we put some money behind it. Mm-hmm. It's dark, which isn't something that we get from kids' movies nowadays. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I didn't love it as much as a kid, because I was sort of scared of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what did you think about first viewing? Oh, I love that Lights Up, Michael Caine is walking through this village, <laughs> and everyone is just singing that song about what a piece of shit he is. And he's just, I, I liked it. I was I was invested. And then, no joke, I was I tried to remember... The last time I even watched a Christmas Carol or read it or heard heard that whole story, so it was kind of all also a whole Dickens Scrooge reawakening. I liked how many rats there were. I uh, loved all a lot these of rat like work. yeah, a lot of rat work. They were hilarious. I was power laughing out loud <laughs> at all the rat work going yeah. on, but also just imagining because I read too that they built the stage so that he Michael Caine was walking on raised platforms so that the puppeteers could stand you know below the streets or whatever and operate the rats. And I just imagine 
knowing how many rats were in that cold open, mm. how many puppeteers with like, I don't know, two arms with rat puppets mm. on them. I just made me laugh so hard. Yeah. The logistics, of the logistics all. and not to always <laughs> take us back to the show Alf, but this was one Please of the complaints. With- <laughs> it all goes Our back to Alf. seven degrees. <laughs> Who's Kevin Bacon? No, it's Alf. Yeah. <laughs> The listeners hate me. Um, okay, but so I had read during my ALF obsession, which mm-hmm. I'm still sort of in the midst of, but the lead guy in ALF, the guy who plays like Mr. Tanner or the dad, you know, mm-hmm. he hated working on that show because the actors would have to, they would have trenches in that show too because uh-huh. they'd have to cut out the stage and stuff. So the actors, if if they didn't follow the exact blocking, they would just like fall <laughs> underneath <laughs> Which is just so funny and that like is. imagining the horror and this guy who hated working on it, he was like a theater guy. And it's just funny to think like this theater guy somehow got on the show Alf and would just like be falling <laughs> into these trenches. Oh. Anyway, oh. anyway, back to the Muppets because Alf isn't actually a Muppet. He's a puppet. And there's mm. like a big distinction apparently. Oh yeah, that's true because of how they're operated. Oh, well, I, well, maybe, maybe I think also just like rights wise again. Oh yeah. The know, M. legalities like, mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Jenna, I looked up uh, online the a ranking, an official ranking of the Muppets. Do you want, should I, we go through it now? I was going to save this for later. Um, but maybe yes, I'm down. Okay. So it's from Vulture. It's Muppets ranked by Rebecca Kaplan. Now, I don't want to go through all these because there's so many Muppets, but I guess we'll start, I don't know, around number 12 is the Swedish chef, which oh. I would have thought he would have been higher. Yeah, me too. He's funny. Yeah. Okay. Janice, number 11, mm. which Janice is the girl Muppet, you know, the woman. Yeah. yeah. And did you see her in Muppets Christmas Carol? Yes. With yeah. the bonnet on? Yeah. Like, I was cracking the fuck up just seeing that Janice. Hilarious. Like stoner bandmate Janice. Yes. I like that they really cast them. They're like Kermit the Frog as this person. I was like, they are leaning into, they are doing the Christmas Carol. Uh, did you see Janice at Rock and Roll Thanksgiving? Because I feel like she would have been there. Yeah, she was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I love Rock and Roll Thanksgiving. <laughs> Statler and Waldorf are number 10 and 9. Oh, I love them. 8 is Sweetums, which Sweetums, I don't always remember the name, but he's like that big monstery kind of guy that looks oh, a little bit yeah. like more monstery. I like him. Snuffleupagus. Uh, number 7 is Dr. Teeth, that like, Teeth. other oh, band geez. guy who was probably at Rock and Roll Thanksgiving. Yeah. Six is Animal. So fucking funny. I love Animal. So fucking funny. Kermit the Frog's number five, which I thought he would be. Oh, okay. Yeah, Fozzie Bear, my personal favorite, number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is Gonzo. I love Gonzo. Two is Rolf, the dog. Yeah. Who do you think is number one? Piggy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I should have tried to do more suspense, but obviously Miss Piggy is number one. Yeah. You know, I can let you. She is. Yeah. She's the oh, best. Oh, I like Fozzie Bear, too. I know I, I have like this connect this deep connection to Fozzie Bear since I was little, mm-hmm. and yet I do worship the ground Miss Piggy uh, oinks on. Mm-hmm. But Fozzie Bear to me, it's just like mm-hmm. he means something. Mm-hmm. It's important. Yeah. Anyway, who is your personal favorite? If you had to pick, if I had to pick, probably Gonzo. Gonzo, or, I know. loved Gonzo. Yeah, I see a spiritual connection with you and Gonzo. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it was funny in this right. too. It feels right. Yeah. Um, uh, so you said you hadn't seen any other Christmas carols. I hadn't seen. In a while. In a while. And so I was kind of, part of me was like, oh yeah, that's right. The ghosts of, you know, past, present, future. Um, Which were all creepy oh, in this one. Oh my gosh. I forgot how scary they were. Oh, so scary. So I looked up the technology they used for this. The ghosts of Christmas past that shows up. 
That Which was, one was that one? The first, that girl. Oh, yeah, the girly one. Yeah. yeah. Creepy. Yeah. It was a doll puppet they put underwater. And so they filmed it and then kind of, I don't know, primitive CGI'd it in. I was like, no. Wow. She was so she creepy. Was scary. And yeah. none of those were established Muppets, the ghosts. No. Apparently, I read this in the research, was that yeah. they were going to use established Muppets. Then they decided they wanted like new Muppets for those. But mm-hmm. that one was the scariest one. Yeah. It was like a doll head. Yeah. A floating doll head underwater. Of, they were all sort of scary. Um, and, okay, so Michael Caine was really hot. I mean, oh. you know I love older men, but like, have you seen him in the past? Like Google this, image my, this him? age Michael Caine? No, like or? even younger. Like I'm check gonna, out like age 30s Michael Caine. Michael. He's so fine. Because he was, he had just made, I looked up also, he had just come off making Jaws. Jekyll and Hyde and a movie called Blue Ice. So he has like this, you know, one after another of these hardcore movies, which also Jaws oh, is technically yeah. a puppet movie, right? Wait, was he in Jaws? I Yeah, he was in Jaws. I've never seen Jaws. Yeah. Or I maybe but have, he was but. hot. So you probably don't remember because he was like, oh, there's just a random hot guy on this boat. You know, he's doing it for me in these glasses, these chunky glasses. Yeah. And so I think he was like, I'm done with the hardcore stuff. I wanted to do puppets. But you found that hilarious thing he said about oh yeah he working was, with he said he's Muppets. treating it like uh shakespeare like the great shakespeare company yeah or something. royal shakespeare company when they came to him with just as dramatic yeah he's like i'm pretending like i'm not there with puppets and you know what he delivered he was serving royal shakespeare company yeah. levels of like when he broke down crying at the grave at the end not to jump around but that's what we yeah. do yeah get on but like, board i was like oh my god those are real tears like this man is yeah. crying yeah <laughs> and i think that's what's most important with a muppet production is that the actors around them do not treat it like they're in a muppet production mm-hmm. exactly i think it always is ruined that one christmas one i talked about um very merry muppet christmas mm-hmm. there's a fight scene between joan cusack and miss piggy now joan cusack is not playing it as her fighting a, a felt pig. She's mm-hmm. just in a fist fight with mm-hmm. this character. And mm-hmm. so I think that's the kind of commitment you need from these. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the music, what did you think of the music? Was there any of them that really like caught you, especially upon first listen? Oh, you know what? Yes, actually. I love the one. Well, I love the cold open song, but then the one that the two, is it um, uh, Waldorf and, Who's the other guy? Statler. Yeah. Their duo, where they're like, you'll remember us. I forget. What's the name of the song? I don't know. But their duet was really struck me. I rewound it and watched it again. It was Mm -hmm. so entertaining Mm -hmm. because they came back because they were Scrooge's old business partners. And so they're telling him like, you got to better watch out, whatever. It it feels like Christmas. I think it was that one. Was that the one? Or Or Marley and Marley. Yeah. Marley and Marley. I loved, I just got chills. Yeah. I loved Marley and Marley. Yeah. What about you? The one, that song actually that was deleted and then reinstated, mm-hmm. that one does, did make me cry. And I feel like I hadn't yeah. seen that because I've watched this movie a bunch, but I haven't seen that song. I don't remember ever seeing that song. Yeah. And so it did make me, so yes, I was in a fetal position crying. Yeah. Christmas <laughs> but the whole thing is really dark. And I was, I think that's what I was most surprised looking at it from a critical lens of nowadays, even even color saturation and the way that it was shot, I didn't feel like, I don't think they would do that now mm-hmm. with a kid's movie. Now everything's so bright and shiny and they're afraid and of CGI'd. getting dark or yeah. afraid of there can never be death. Even though in Muppet Christmas Carol, it was like the, the wink with um, the tiny Tim being dead, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't, 
they they were allowed to go there in Muppet Christmas Carol, and I feel like now they're so afraid to do anything that's even a little dark. A hundred percent. And I don't think that's yeah. good for kids. Yeah, because I think kids are getting too sanitized by stuff. Totally. I'd hate to sound like Clint Eastwood, but it's true. Oh, <laughs> but lawn, may as well. Yeah. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like they don't. But yeah, kids get it. You know, yeah, they get it. Yeah, they and get kids it. need to know. Every human needs to learn about like grief and death. Mm-hmm. And I feel like keeping that away from kids is not good for the kids. Mm-hmm. Anyway, no, I agree. I loved also in the start. So Mr. Applegate is the one who shows up late on his mortgage payments, and so that's when we kind of meet like Scrooge and all the you know Muppets that work for him. The rats and Michael Caine <laughs> picks him up. Yeah, the rats picks him up and tosses him out, just like Arnold did in Jingle All the Way. Remember, or like. You can't just toss other characters. You know, picks them up by his belt and That's just throws them on the Christmas street. Movie staple. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Wait, did you notice all the, I think I might have tweeted this, but like all the Muppet legwork that was going on? Because I watch a lot of these Muppet things Mm -hmm. and you don't often see the Muppet legs because like we talked about earlier, the trenches that they have to build. Mm -hmm. And in this one, we see Kermit's legs, we see Gonzo's legs, we see Fozzie's legs, Mm -hmm. we see them all, we're we're seeing all the rats' legs. There's Mm -hmm. that one scene where Rizzo is dancing on on the dead bird. I loved it. Which is really funny because it's like, so awesome. It's an animal dancing on the animal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's good. Uh, but we see all their legs. Mm-hmm. And so it was, I, I was really technologically advanced. It was. That's what I'm trying to say, I think. Yeah. It's very technologically savvy, these people. You mentioned uh, it was early CGI, and it's like a lot of stuff was getting going in the Muppets. Oh, yeah. What year was this? What year was, was this? It in 92. Oh, yeah, 92. 92, directed by Brian Henson, which is Jim's, I think it's the son. His first, his directorial debut. Yeah. I forgot that I wrote this down about um, the Ghost of Christmas Past, that creepy doll. It said, um, the movements were aquatic. The spirit that guides Scrooge into his childhood has an eerie floating physicality. To achieve this look, puppeteers were submerged with the puppet in a tank of baby oil backed by a green screen to record the performance. But the cost of a tank of baby oil, I guess, was too much (laughs) over time. So then they were like, let's use water instead of baby oil. So could you imagine being at the top of your field as a puppeteer? And they're like, hey, Randy, get in that tank of baby oil and do your thing. So, um, I love that. Yeah. And you know what? I love the idea of people getting so creative. That's another thing that I feel like is missing from cinema nowadays. You don't have people willing to get in an oil tank uh, for Muppets. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay. Yeah. We need I know. Back in oh, and then with her tank. doll hand, remember they're like, okay, let's go. And then the doll hand 
goes into Scrooge's <laughs> hand and then they take off flying. And I had to look that up because that's very Peter Pan. You had to look up the Him, doll hand. Yeah. Or, or the, <laughs> them flying over London. Oh, yeah. Because that felt very Peter Pan and Wendy to me. Oh, yeah. And so um, I looked up and I was like, okay, I got to do this because you know me and you know, Googling facts. facts. Um, so Christmas Carol was written in 1843 by Charles okay. Dickens, who was actually also hot. Oh, was he? Really yeah, yeah. Look up Sam Adams. Oh, I feel like we. I feel like yeah, I looked up this. young. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We did already. And then, but so I'm Peter, save it. Peter Pan was written in 1911, which means if that was a detail, Pan, oh, stole, Pan stole that whole "Let's fly over London in our pajamas." That's so specific. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I wonder who stole it. Yeah. I yeah. bet they stole it. Yeah. Like think about Peter Hook Pan is something, and I actually kind of thought this about the Christmas Carol tale, but Peter Pan is saying that we need to stop retelling. Like I'm over it's it. over. It's over. It's we get it. And they keep coming out with new Peter Pan movies and they always do bad. And I'm like, why, who's green lighting these? We're trying to get movies made. No one to green light it. And then yeah. they come and do a Peter Pan. Cause it's a public domain. And it's like, we don't give a shit that it's public domain and it's cheap for you to do. We're tired of seeing it. We are just put a hook back in theaters. That's right. what we need to exactly. do. We release hook. Maggie Smith, still the same age. Yes, <laughs> totally. That movie's so good. I know. Wait, uh, there was something else. Oh, the, but I did also think that about a Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And then this season, have you have you seen that Ryan Reynolds Will Ferrell movie? It's called Spirited. It's on Apple Plus. No. I was going to text you about it. That maybe we should cover it because okay. it's a Christmas movie, and it's about a uh, Christmas Carol. It's basically like the ghost. We see them at work. <gasps> And so it's, yeah, it's sort of based on that, but it's really good. It's called Spirited and okay. the music, it's a musical. It's really good. I was shocked, Jenna. It was so good. I was shocked. Could not believe it. I know this is a holiday movie podcast. So I watch a lot of these things and yeah. I kind of thought, what do we need another fucking Christmas Carol thing? And it's musical, but it was so good. I've been listening to music ever since. It's good. Oh, okay. I need to watch Octavia that. Spencer. There's like I a romance. Her. It's, you know what else I really like, too? Not just because we're here, but there's this Christmas Story sequel this year. It's not called A Christmas Story 2. It's called A Christmas Story Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's on HBO Max. And Ralphie's in it. Ralphie's in yeah. it. And some of the kids from the original are in it. And I watched that with my parents. We watched it on Thanksgiving after you oh, left. Oh, nice. And we all liked it. By the end, we were crying. And I was shocked oh. by that, too, because I thought this is going to be terrible. Yeah. But if you go to search for that, just make sure you look for A Christmas Story Christmas, because there's also something called A Christmas Story 2. Mm, it's like a, it's bad. a bad, stupid yeah. thing. Anyway. Um, Octavia Spencer just got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame this week. Good for her. Isn't that cool? Good for her. Yeah. I like that. She's cool. You know, with the Walk of Fame thing, I heard, and I don't know if this is true, but don't they? Don't you have to like pay for it every year to keep it up? Yeah, there's like rental fees. Like That's so weird to me. I know. I think you can get, <laughs> from what I understand, some of the people that get it have their employers pay for it so because it helps. That makes sense. I guess if you have something... I don't know. Yeah. We could do a whole episode on that. <laughs> the seedy side of the Walk of Fame. Uh, okay, so the Muppet Christmas Carol. The one thing that I wanted to say that I was most disappointed in, and it's, mm-hmm. it's not an easy complaint to say aloud, but I do feel like that they needed more Miss Piggy and more Fozzie. It just felt like I was missing them. Yes. I totally agree. An animal. An animal. I saw him once. Yeah. It's like I was a like, quick excuse little me? animal um, moment. You know what? Which, I wait, was, but that okay. moment. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That no, moment yeah. with animal when he's like, they're trying to do the old timey music mm-hmm. and he's just like <laughs> stewing. <laughs> he's stewing. <laughs> he's like, I, I, I love it. So brilliant. He like just wants to rock out and he's just like shaking. I, if I was on set and the puppeteer, yeah, he's just slowly just 
shaking his little hands, you know? Oh, um, so good. I wrote that down. I, my you know I main complaint that? also, or the thing I was kind of sad about was when we got, finally get to see Piggy and Kermit's kids, you know, because I, yeah. um, and they're sitting around, they have frog sons and pig daughters. And I was like, this is the chance to hybrid these two species. Oh, and I want to see it. frog pigs. They didn't take it. They should have taken they it. Didn't take I want to see frog pigs. They didn't take Baby it. Baby ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah also, it. I mean, those, they were funny, but I don't think they've ever been, have we ever seen them again? Or was this the only appearance from the little babies of Miss Piggy and Kermit? I think that that's it. it. Yeah. You know who I also don't think we see again after this is Fozzie's mom. So Fozzie mm-hmm. plays Fozzie wig or fuzzy wig in this. Mm-hmm. And his mom is a major part of, uh, Muppet family Christmas, which I told you about earlier. Yeah. And then she appears in a large role here, but I don't feel like we see Fozzie's mom much after this. Yeah. What happened? Maybe SOS on away. Fozzie's mom. Yeah. We gotta get eyes on her. Um, also this movie semi tanked at the box office only because it came out the same time as home alone two. How dare they? I know. Okay. Pigeon work versus rat work. <laughs> it's just the animals are doing the most after the holidays. I wonder <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to take myself back to that time. And I think I, so this was 92. Yeah, I was, I think I was too young to really like be aware of what was at the box office. Oh, yeah. But uh, I'm sure I wanted to see this. Mm-hmm. But I, I do remember very early on being scared of it. But I don't know if that was on video or on VHS or something. Cause it's very dark. It's it very Jack dark. the Ripper, London in the winter, you know? And there's not a lot of humor. No. There's not a lot of jokes. Besides the rats. It's really just that one bit of animal and then the yeah. rats. <laughs> yeah. Rizzo's tail getting lit on fire. Like there's some of that stuff. Yeah. But then even the ghost of Christmas yet to come looked like those ring wraiths in Lord of the Rings. Oh. Right? Those like scary, you know, remember those like the ring wraiths who were like stalking yes. Frodo? They're and, like, yeah. That's, yeah. Wait, <laughs> Jenna. Okay. You just sparked something in me that I had been meaning to tell you that I was like, I need to save this for another episode, but I got to tell you, wait, so, you know, in the Grinch, we're always going back to the Grinch too. Okay. So when the Grinch, Jim Carrey goes into town, into Whoville, he's wearing that like trench coat, the brown trench with like a mask, a Halloween mask. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I was, I put on the Grinch or it was on TV or whatever. And I noticed the scene of the Grinch in the thing. And then I realized it's like a very similar costume to this movie called Eyes Wide Shut. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember when Tom Cruise, it's like a sexual drama with Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock's last film <laughs> and Tom Cruise and Nicole. And I don't remember the exact details, but they go through this like sex party and all the people having sex are wearing these like masks. Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching the Grinch and I'm like, where have I seen that before? So then I hop on Google <laughs> and it's like, a, it's not the same, but it's like a similar <laughs> I felt like it's the same vibe of mask from the Grinch and Eyes Wide Shut. And so I'm not sure if people have made that connection before. I bet it's a subtle shout out or an homage. Because Hitchcock's all about symbolism. I mean, I was Google image searching the two and I meant to look up if people have put this together before. Yeah. I bet they have. What if you blow the lid off this? That's so funny. We're going to blow the lid off these uh, corporations. Um, wait, real quickly, too, oh, yeah. while we're just on the subject of the Grinch. Mm-hmm. We did get a reviewer <laughs> who did say that we never talked about the key party in that movie. Oh, so yes, I just wanna, that's right. We, he, that person's right. I don't remember if it's a, a, 
whoever wrote this comment, but we apologize. And you're right. And we, that's on us. There was, we've done it for three years. (laughs) Our fourth episode. We have not talked about the key party in the Grinch, Jim Carrey version. And we will next season. We will next season. Yeah. Stay tuned. Back to, (laughs) back to a Muppet Christmas. Back to Muppet. Yes. Okay. Any, uh, what other thoughts do you have? Oh yeah. There was something to, um, at the end, when the ring wraith, the ghost of Christmas yet to come, where they're going through that cemetery and then Scrooge just slowly, you know, ripes frost off of his own tombstone. And it starts to say like Ebenezer Scrooge and watching Michael Caine's face, like he like wipes the snow off of EBEN and SC and he still doesn't get it. I'm like, dude, if this was Wheel of Fortune, you would, you would suck. This is your name. What other names start with Eben and Um, But then I love that act three of this is, Everyone just putting on a passion play about what a piece of shit he is. Oh, and then I at the end, he's like, is, is this about me? And it's like, it's like dude, shit. look they in the mirror. you at the beginning. Yeah. I know. You're an asshole to everybody. Yeah. The whole town hates you. Yeah. Yeah. But it's because, remember that origin story when he's talking to the girl who sings the sad song, Belle? Yeah, the one that he falls in love with. Just by the way, too, going off the name thing, whenever mm-hmm. they gender flip this, it's always like Ebonita or Evie, or, you know, they always have to put an E name. And mm-hmm. it always makes me laugh. Like, do we have to do an E name? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, and, uh, oh, so they're at uh, the Christmas party. That's where he meets that girl. Yeah. Right? The ghost of Christmas past. And so young Scrooge, um, they go for a walk out in the woods and he just gaslights her because she's like, look, you know, what is this? What are we going to be? And he's like, my investment progress isn't going well, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, this is like an old timey finance bro being like, look, I can't, I have to focus on my, my finance career. And she's like, what do you mean? And that haunts him for the rest of his life. I'm not to get us off topic again, but I'm just laughing at your notes on your phone because you're reading from your phone. And I'm just thinking like, if if something were to happen to you and somebody were to like look in your phone, it would just say these quotes about her or these facts about Christmas Muppet Carol. Christmas Carol. Like, That's all I have. We would look crazy. Facts about this. And my, I, I um, text myself stuff. So I just have like Janice in a bonnet. <laughs> oh, I have that quote from Michael Caine. Okay, this is what he said. Uh, when he was approached to play Scrooge, uh, he said, I'm going to play this movie like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. I will never wink. I will never do anything Muppety. I'm going to play Scrooge as if it's an utterly dramatic role and there are no puppets around me. So that was... Um, that I think was he, he achieved Brian it. Yeah, Which he that did. honestly makes sense. That's why I feel like some of the best like acting you can see, especially for comedy, it's like you just play it straight. Yeah. You know, you know, the, oh, the last note in my thing is though, okay, tiny Tim is going to die. That's it. That's oh, the last thing I wrote. Tiny Tim. Poor tiny Tim. It you was know, sad. Yeah. Yeah. I got sad. I mean, the whole thing is really, it's sad. really sad. And even with that new song. So you, that cut with the new dramatic ballad in, it's Oof. the saddest fucking song. And it, Oof. I do understand the, the higher ups who were like, this is too much for kids. Cause the whole thing is pretty maudlin and I like it now, but I, I can't imagine a lot of kids responding to it at a yeah. young, young age mm-hmm. because they don't have, they're living in the ghost of Christmas. They're living in the Christmas past. Right. You know, they're living in their childhood. At what know. age do you think you should watch this? A kid. Oh, as a kid, I feel like 10 and up would be better. Yeah. Cause I was yeah. seven and I feel like I was just too, too young to and get I, the story. Yeah, it was, but I watched the Christmas Girls as a kid because I remember yeah. like the Flintstone one I loved. Yeah, I love that. And then I loved obviously Diva's Christmas Carol with mm-hmm. Vanessa Williams, but um, oh, yeah, we covered that one. Yeah. yeah, and then what was the? I think there was like oh a Disney one, a Disney one, which Matt and I put on some other new Mickey Mouse Christmas thing that was on Disney. Mm-hmm. And it was made for preschoolers, and we watched like a half an hour. <laughs> 
we were like, well, we put it on like 15 minutes in. I was like, this isn't for us. Like, this is a, <laughs> of course, this is a Mickey show or movie for the Christmas holiday yeah. for little kids. And yet we watched about a solid 20, 25 minutes. Nice. Until we realized it's the basics. Literally yeah. for preschoolers. <laughs> Like these are shapes, yeah, colors, yeah. ABC. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, I love. I just wish that we got a little more of the Muppets that I love. I wish we got a little more Fozzie, mm-hmm. a little more animal, Picky, a little more animal. I like to see that, like animal cutting loose. Yeah. You know, he got that moment after he was when he was yeah. trying to play the drums, and then they finally let him play the drums. And the music, too, I think, grows on you. I don't know that when you first listen to it, it's a lot of earworms, but I feel like it's the kind of thing you play and play and play. Mm-hmm. We just got a new a vinyl player. Oh, yeah. And so I've good. been buying like holiday vinyls. Yes. Um, oh, okay, but I good need to, to get the Christmas Carol soundtrack. Yes, absolutely. To, it's next on my list. Yeah. Uh, Jenna, any I, other final Muppet thoughts or Muppet Christmas Carol thoughts? Yeah, I, I think my final thought is that I tried to put myself back in that time period and how Wait, the first the time period of like when Dickens wrote it. Yeah. Oh, like oh. the late 1800s, oh, like, okay. or like when this was written, like the first time it was performed. Cause it wasn't in a play originally. I or was know. it a novel? I don't know. I should know that as someone, we should know, <laughs> we should we should. know that, but we don't. So whether it was a novel or a play, like imagine just being like a random, like, hi, I sell potatoes and I weave these cool yarn scarves and seeing this. And then like, checking yourself. Like, I think it's a way of being like, Hey, what kind of person are you? Mm. And this might've been one of the first times as the society that people were like checked for who they were as a person. Does that make sense? Yeah. Wow. So mad. That's very introspective. Now me, on the other hand, I put myself into the, (laughs) the era of 1992 when this was released. (laughs) And I was thinking, what were we wearing? And back in 92, do you remember those no fear shirts? Yes. Like what was that about? Oh yeah, That's yeah. My brother wore those. Like uh, yeah. everyone wanted the no fear shirts. Mm-hmm. It was like I had brand. Jinko, like the girl Jinkos. <sighs> they were so cute. My God, yeah. the clothing back then, ninety two, take us back, and that stuff's coming back now. I just saw oh. Katie Holmes. Did you see that picture of Katie Holmes? No, she's wearing a like a long dress over jeans. No, no, no. And longtime listeners of this podcast know we've been questionable about Katie Holmes' attire ever since her Thanksgiving film Pieces of April, mm-hmm. and now she's showing up on carpets. It's tennis shoes. Jenny, you've got to and see jeans this and a dress. It's which the that dress was over the, the jeans, which that's is so like Brittany Murphy, Katie Holmes. That's such of that era. Yeah, it was very okay, Katie wow. Holmes in like two thousand four or something. But now we're looking at it's like uh, wild, wild. I got to find a photo of it. I'll send it to you. It's somewhere. But everyone look that up and then watch Pieces of April. Then listen to our recap for Pieces of April. Yeah. Uh, but I, oh. I want to start adding Muppet Christmas Carol like officially into my rotation too. I, think I agree. That's what I'm interested in and. I wait now. Actually, wait. I'm sorry. I was wrapping this up. But what do you think Charles Dickens makes off his estate? Does it's oh. public domain now? So does he make it? He yeah. doesn't make anything. I wonder if like, how rich are the old Dickens? Yeah, or like the young Dickens people? There, I don't know. Are there new Dickens? <laughs> I need to look that up. What if we start doing a Dickens episode a Dickens every deep dive? Um, but no, that's true because. I'm gonna look I don't know what that. other, I guess you're right. What other canons do we want to see do Christmas Carol? Maybe the, I think like Muppets you're done, right? Yeah. I, I don't, can't think of any others that I would want to really realistically see. No, but then I loved Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell doing it. So what's the truth? Mm. What's the truth? I need to watch that. They're, um, they're also doing a new divas Christmas. They are, yeah, <gasps> but I, it's not, it? I don't think it's attached to, it's with a Shanti. 
who I like, but I don't think it's attached to the Vanessa Williams one at all. Okay. It's like some other standalone. I'm looking up Dickens and I forgot that Dickens also did like these other things, but I only think of him as a Christmas Carol guy. Yeah. Like, do you, I don't, do you think of Oliver Twist? Oh no. I mean, it's a popular thing, but I don't think of that. Or Nicholas Nickleby. Wasn't that a movie? Mm -hmm. He did great expectations. I don't really, I think of Gwyneth Paltrow when I hear that. Yeah. (laughs) Who did you hear about that? Wait, the Shakespeare in love? No. What? Do you remember this? So I guess her and Winona Ryder were BFF. Winona had the script for Shakespeare in Love at her house. Gwyneth came over. They were hanging out, whatever. She saw it behind Winona's back, told her agent she wanted to go out for it. And like that's why they're not friends anymore. <gasps> and that, oh, my God. I yeah. Like, that. you don't do that. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. Could you imagine going? That's so Crazy. 90s also. Like, yeah. going to someone's house and there's physical scripts printed out. That, that doesn't have, yeah. Not that Winona hasn't taken anything herself. Ladies, am I right? Oh, right. oh hey. <laughs> she's, she's, she's uh, taken a thing, a tour off of somebody else's shelf. Da-da-ching. But I think, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, Gwyneth, you got, I sort of, she was great in it. I really do believe in, I, to be like that level, I think, I always think that you have to be very cutting, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. to be a Gwyneth Paltrow or, yeah. a, I mean, I'm talking that like, Top, 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 top tier. Yeah, A-list. You have to probably do sketchy things on your way to the top. Yeah, like befriend the right people, go to their homes, and steal a script. (laughs) Which, I love that. I love that, too. Because that's like pre-texting, before social media. Like, things were just Mm -hmm. different in the early 90s. What's your favorite Gwyneth movie? Oh, great question. I don't think she's got a lot of, like, stuff that I rewatch. I like that Sliding Doors movie. Oh, yeah. You're right. Do I have a favorite Gwyneth movie? Remember she did Shallow Hell? That was troublesome. We watched oh, yeah. that in school. That was troublesome. <laughs> you did in school? They showed you guys I'm just that? remembering now. Like health class you know or how, what? Like, you remember how in high school, if the teacher was out or something, oh, yeah. they would sometimes bring in a, a movie or something. They wheel it in on they, that card. They wheeled in a the, Shallow Hell. And I remember watching it from a desk for the first time because I didn't see it in theaters. <laughs> and yeah, we watched Shallow Hell. It's like, I don't know that we should be watching this in school, teaching our youth about Shallow Hell, but we did. Yeah. Uh, you know who else would steal a script off of Winona Ryder's uh, desk? Who? Miss Piggy. She would. That's right. She would do it. Shout out to the yeah. queen, the diva. <laughs> um, this was, I'm glad you, I'm glad we did this one. I know. I did. I'm glad you, we got watch. a lot of requests and I'm glad we finally dove in. Yeah. As always, I want to say it's hard to recap movies that are genuinely good. I think Yeah. this is of course a Muppet movie, but yeah. It's and Michael Caine is great. Like Yeah. He's yeah. legitimately good. Yeah, five stars. Uh, I think that it's more fun to dive into Christmas with the Cranks where it's like completely batshit crazy. Which going back to Fozzie, they were also trying to go on a tropical vacation. Oh my God. uh, Full circle. Full circle. And by the way, (laughs) I'm not sure that I'm interested in more characters tackling a Christmas carol, but I am interested in more care, more characters tackling Christmas with the Cranks. (laughs) (laughs) Muppets Muppets and the Cranks. (laughs) I would love, I would love to see Kermit playing uh, Mr. Crank and, Miss Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, I would kill for that adaptation. Love it, love it, love it. The last thing I want to say, just because of Kermit, is that have you heard his new voice? No. So they changed his voice very recently, and people in the Muppet fandom do not like it because it's a different voice. They're not doing what Jim Henson did and what the later Kermit did. He's doing a different voice, and it's very troubling. They just did last holiday season, they did Muppet Haunted Mansion. Mm -hmm. And Kermit has a very small role, and I think it's because people reject his voice so much. And he just did some other short or commercial. Oh, no, he was in on Disney Plus. There's this reality show, something about ice sculpting. 
We watched it. It's only one episode, but it's like a long four-hour episode or something. Oh, it's like a movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's a like a reality show of people competing against each other to do these ice sculptures, okay? That's cool. Actually, you have to I see I love this. ice sculpture. It's the most batshit thing. Just, okay, I'll watch it. This special is crazy. Titus Burgess is the host, <gasps> but he's playing like a Dickens character as a host. Oh, my God. Does he have a top hat and a scarf? He's got a top hat and a scarf. Oh, my gosh. I knew it. But he's still... But it's a re- it's like an ice sculpting show. So it doesn't make do any sense why he's in a character. or knives? Like, do they do everything? Um, no chainsaw. I mean, I, they. I don't know how. I forget how they exactly. Okay, I'm going to watch it. Do it. It's sort of boring, but also batshit crazy. <laughs> like, you watch it and you'll be like, how did this? And I have this theory that they did it and they wanted it to be a series, but then they realized like they couldn't get eight episodes out of or whatever. So they condensed all the footage to like one super long episode and called it a special. Cool. Anyway, the point is Kermit shows up on that what? and he's still like an even worse version of the voice than I feel like within the last special was. And so I just don't understand why the Muppet people, and I know they don't know how to, what to do with the Muppets these days. And they're lost over at Disney of what to do with the Muppets. But they need to go back to Kermit's other voice or they need to have yeah. someone try to do an impression. Cause Kermit's an impression that I feel like most voice actors could do. Yeah. Impressionists can do that. Daryl Hammond. Yeah. He can do anything. Like, get someone who can do at least a yeah. good impression because the current Kermit voice is my just- uncle, Tom, Tom Jones. He does a good Kermit. Tom, his name is Tom Jones. His name is Tom Jones. Oh Isn't that God. funny? I should. Yeah. He does a Kermit. Okay. Well, we know who should. Okay. Well, I'm, I'll text him. But watch that special. Cause it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And it's bad, okay. though. Just no. Perfect. I'm not saying it's good. So Great. don't reach out and say it's good. Um, okay. I love you. Love Jenna. you guys. Anything you. else? Um, find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. We have a new merch at everythingiconic.store if you listen to my other show. Yes. And where are you on social media? I'm just on the Insta at Jenna.Brister. Yeah. And our handle on yeah. Instagram is at a very merry iconic podcast. Yeah. We are, this was the 30th anniversary of Muppet Christmas Carol. I don't know if we mentioned that, but yeah. so we're hitting this at the right time because Good. it's an anniversary. This past week was when it was released 30 years ago. That's wild. Which 30 years? I'm like, where the I fuck was did eight. The time go? Where did it go? Yeah. So 30 years ago this week, it's on Disney Plus. Go to the extras option for the extended edition. Uh, and then we're going to be covering, we still have the holiday to come. Mm-hmm. We weren't going to cover it, but we're finally diving in the holiday after a lot of demand. I got a lot of thoughts on it. A lot of demand. A lot of thoughts. Love, Love you it. all so much for listening. Stay Love you. Safe. Bye-bye. Happy holidays.
to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.